Party Social. Social media podcast. Welcome back to Antisocial Social Media Podcast. I'm Sam. I am a social media addict. And I'm Charlie Powell, and I'm also a social media addict. And today we are joined by the incredibly talented singer, songwriter, songstress, if if that's even a word. It's Grace Davis. Yay! What's going on? <laughs> so, Grace, do you have anything you want to get off your chest? Um, I am a social media addict. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Grace. I feel part of the group. <laughs> you are, you are. That's it. That's the like initiation process done. Okay, you're good. in. You're in. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about body image. So do you think social media has an impact on self-esteem and body dissatisfaction? I do. Definitely. I think it's everything that you see on your phone is warped um, mm-hmm. and it is not reality. And that's why people always post about those things like Instagram versus reality. And it's like, well, just post the reality yeah. then. If you're doing that whole thing, don't be a catfish, just be... Just yeah. for you. What it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But I mean, I can't talk because I'm such a catfish. <laughs> so am I, to be honest. Like every t- a tan filter every time for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, reduce the red, boost the tan every single time without fail. Like do, everyone has their own little things, don't they? Yeah. Do either of you use any apps pre-posting a photo like to sort your face out or... I am all over Facetune. And it's bad. That's the main one, isn't it? It is. It is. I will make my chin smaller, my nose smaller. Really? My lips bigger. Really? Wow. It's bad, isn't it? And then I'll take away spots and it's like, it becomes to the point where I'm like, so I like might take pictures with a Snapchat filter on. Yeah. Like the one without the ears or anything like that. It mm-hmm. just sorts your face out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I actually see myself in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I don't actually look like that. Mm. And you kind of get a bit obsessed with it. And that's why I like start editing. Mm. So I am literally a catfish. No, I, I, mean. I, I can relate though. I think a lot of people do it. Yeah. I, think I, I do it my with teeth. Snapchat filters. Yeah, I have whitened my teeth a couple of times ever since we went away once somewhere, went to Dubai, and Charlie took a picture of us all. And I was like, what? We all look so good. Why do we look so good? She's like, I've whitened your teeth. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. So since Lovely. that, I've, I, I won't lie, a couple of times I've stuck it on like an already edited photo that I've just like regrammed and been like, quick yeah. strip across the yeah, teeth. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's like when people take pictures of me, like, Paps or fans and things like that, and I'm like, mm, I'm so annoyed that that is out there because I would have liked to have my hands on it first. <laughs> but that's so bad, and I am quite honest about it. And I do say to my fans, like, you know, what you see isn't necessarily real. And I do do a lot of videos and Instagram lives, so they know what I look like. Mm-hmm. I was on telly, yeah, like yeah, yeah. people know. But at the same time, it is a massive confidence thing, and it makes me feel better knowing that I might get a few more likes if I've not got that massive spot on my cheek yeah, yeah definitely it's a weird one because it's, it's a boost of self it's almost like an instant boost of self-worth but then in the long run you're sort of damaging your own self-esteem when you look in the mirror yeah because you look at your own photos and think oh my god i look great when actually yeah don't actually look like yeah that. and then you see something that someone's took of you like on the sly you're like no <laughs> i've been walking around all day looking like a monster tagged photos on instagram is the worst oh yeah oh, i don't tag can... myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think social media and the use of these apps make you more critical of your appearance yeah yeah 100 percent. because i've literally just made this person that isn't me by editing my face and then i look at myself in the mirror i'm like oh well maybe i should get more lip filler or i should get like because I, I make my chin smaller like thank you dad for that um, <laughs> but like i do and so then i'm like oh well maybe i need like chin surgery and i'm mm. like these apps are actually making me want mm. plastic surgery yeah i used to make my eyes bigger because Mm. They're not yeah. wide enough. 
Mm. That is a thing. Like Kylie Jenner has the massive eyes, and then everyone goes, "Oh my god, I need yeah. big eyes!" And it's like, okay, that's one thing that you can't control. Yeah. yeah. And like Snapchat filters do that as well. They make your eyes huge. Yeah, yeah. And so I just feel like I'm never gonna attain that look. Yeah, we're all yeah. yeah, we're all trying to reach for something that isn't really a really? thing. It's not. No. It's literally no. a non-existent human. Every, yeah, everyone's doing it. Do either of you compare yourself to others online a lot? So scrolling. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like day in day out for me. Like for me, mine's always been so. When I was younger, I had like quite bad weight issues. So I was like fifteen stone at seventeen. I'm now eleven. So like I, I look totally different to how I looked, but I still feel the exact same as I did then, if not less really? confident. I think I feel less confident, yeah. Like, genuinely. So, like, I'll, I'll look through Instagram and you'll see all these people, like, that you followed or you see on the suggested pages, like, people from, like, Love Island or personal trainers. And everything on Instagram right now is about you can buy this juice, you can buy this protein powder, you can buy this to give yourself nice muscles. Mm. Like, I've got, I've got cheese string arms. I don't even mind. Like, I'm not too fussed about it. But when you look online, you see this, I'm like, actually, I would look a bit better if, if you know, I didn't have to roll my sleeves it's up. It's a consistent comparison because you're scrolling... Mm. Especially if people are posting stuff that isn't real, that's, that's modified. That's the thing. But then, you still you still take it on face value, don't you? Yeah. You're still there, and you're like, that's that must be what they're like. That yeah, must be. But I think even like the Love Island crew and that, they still edit their photos. Yeah. Oh, God, and like, heavily. and you see them in their bikinis, and they've all got six packs, and they've all got asses that are like lifted up, mm. and you're like, okay, I need that. Um, <laughs> but they're still doing it and they're the same as us and I still think like scrolling through that you're like oh I really want to look like them but they're not even no real. we yeah. I met a couple of them at an event and they legit look normal and like I can't remember who it was but her lips were just mm. like like yeah, crazy, not, like, crazy. Mm. Like, like it didn't like touching her look, nose yeah yeah her lip fillers didn't go well that's such a thing as well you've got um social media influences influencers promoting like bad surgeons, mm. Mm. really bad. Like I watch a lot of Jeffree Star on YouTube mm. and he's just had like this silicone like removed from his lips because he saw like celebrities going to this surgeon and he went to him and it literally scarred him for years. Yeah. And it's like that that is going into young girls' brains that mm. they need lip fillers from these people, these people. And like, I mean, I've had them myself. I do a lot of research into these things and I'm glad that I went to great people but there are people out there that are promoting bad ones and mm. that's when things like that are going to happen where you've got lumps and bumps and it's just gone drastically wrong and, like, how do you get back from that? Mm. Mm. And people don't understand that these these celebrities or whatever are doing this because they're sometimes they'll be told you can get free lip fillers if you shout us out on Instagram or you can get, do you know what I mean, that sort of thing. And then people just look at them and go, oh, they've had them done, they look nice in that picture, probably edited picture. But they also probably look at other influencers and want to look a specific way. Literally that. Like, Like, it's like a chain, isn't it? It's almost like the Kardashians and then you go down and there's like Love Island and you just like, you keep going down through it and then people are just, there's influencers everywhere now. And And it has such a massive impact on people's mental health, I think, especially kids who, you know, aren't aware of how people use social media. Like, and, and, And not aware that everybody uses apps and stuff. Do you think it has an impact on your mental health? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Are you, Grace? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I am in the cameras, well, in the public eye and Mm. like in front of cameras and things like that. And that really scares me because I know that I don't look like Dua Lipa or Anne-Marie, that these people that have perfect skin and perfect bodies and you're like, 
okay, that's amazing, but I don't look like that. And that worries me about my music. Am I not going to sell as well as those people because I don't look a certain way? Mm. And that really upsets me, like, on the daily. Because mm. I'm like, okay, maybe I should lose some weight and maybe I need to, like, have facials every week. And But I think people way. respond really well to, like, people who are authentic with their Instagram and quite real. Yeah. But Definitely. There's a lot of that right now. There's a lot of positivity surrounding, mm. like, um, Lewis Capaldi. And like yeah. the way he's yeah. he's sort of owning it, like he's he's Full not trying banter. to be, yeah, he's not trying to be the next like Love Island star. He's not trying to be, he's not trying to sell his music based on that. Like he's got a talent, and he's also well funny, and mm-hmm. he's just combining the two so well, and it's so good to see because I think he just it gives such a positive. It's the Adele it, effect. Yeah, it, it is. is. Like she started off like a really big girl, and she you know she she did lose a lot of weight, and I don't know if she did that for herself. I'm sure she did, but the amount of negativity she got online for being a big girl when she has, like, such an incredible voice. Yeah. Lewis is the same. Like, he still gets hate all mm. the time and he just takes it and makes mm. it into a joke, which mm. is the best way to deal with it. 100%. But it's still awful that people get that yeah. just because of the way they look. It's mm. just savage. Because that's one thing that you can't always change. Yeah, exactly. The Antisocial Social Media Podcast. So we spoke about it a little bit before, but The Independent actually ran an article at the end of last year called Snapchat Dysmorphia, where basically teenagers are now getting plastic surgery to make themselves look like Snapchat filters. Oh, no. Which is so crazy, isn't it? What world do we live in? What world do we live in? Like, are you going to go running around with some dog ears on soon? Do you know what? I'd probably do it, to be honest. <laughs> probably do it for the gram. Yeah, do it for the gram. Always for the gram. Yeah, Charlie turns up as a, as a Snapchat dog. <laughs> um, but, like, seriously, what do we think about that? What, what's your input on that? It is bad. I mean, I said before, like, it, it, there's one that just changes your face and nothing else. It doesn't add any effect around you. And that's what, like, I take a lot of pictures with. Mm. And like I said before, like, I actually do feel like maybe I should change my face because of that, because mm. I do look better. And that's hard. Like, I can imagine people going and sorting their faces out just to look like that. I can see it because mm. I understand, like, how it feels to want to be that way. But I feel like even, say, if you, you did change your face, say if you went and did all that and you had all these, I don't know, procedures or whatever, mm. or then you'd take a Snapchat on that with that filter on it, it'd probably just make you, like, another step. Do you know what I mean? Probably, like, even people that have already had plastic surgery and think they look decent. Well, it's addictive. That's why That's I like the thing. Yeah. They'll, they'll take a selfie with that filter on, and they'll be like, oh, I need to have... Oh, I look better with my eyes slightly more wide. Or, you know what I mean? It's never... Mm-hmm. There's no end goal, because fashions are going to change. People's images are going to change the way that we want to look is going to com- like completely keep totally. moving i think as long as you're aware i just i just worry about like young people the next generation are growing up surrounded by that and that's the norm there's no escape exactly. now is there from social yeah, yeah. media it's all day every day like, yeah. there's like a study showing as well that more people well, almost everybody now spends more time with people online than in real life yeah like yeah. by quite a quite a way like i think it's pretty much everybody in the last two generations. Mm-hmm. The biggest one for me was the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. So she had like <gasps> obviously all of those lip fillers and she went into the press and said, oh, I've never had any surgery. Um, it's just like the way I put my lipstick on. And everyone was like, <laughs> come off it, yeah. come on. No way. But then everyone started getting like a shot glass and like putting it on yeah, their lips and sucking that. it and they were getting bruised so massively. And then everyone started getting lip fillers to look like her and then suddenly she had hers dissolved and removed and everyone went, Oh. Yeah. 
I've now got lip fillers <laughs> and it's not a trend. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Like one day <laughs> it'll be it. like, oh, no eyebrows is the trend now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah, we've all got to bear that in mind, I guess, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> like, these things are permanent. The Antisocial Social Media Podcast. Why do you both use social media? I would say we use it for similar reasons. I mean, both in the entertainment business, I feel like you've got mm-hmm. to have social media to keep it alive. And that is unfortunate i actually think because we rely so heavily on social media or i do especially um to get my music out there to let people know what i'm doing because that's where everyone goes like Mm -hmm. no one knows about concerts unless they've seen it on someone's instagram like it's all on social media yeah and it drives me insane because i literally wake up and look at my instagram Mm, and i go to sleep and i look at my instagram yeah same and i'm on it all day and then i get this notification from apple saying oh you've looked at your phone for however many hours this week and i'm like oh my god can you set up a notification (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't do it though it's scary no i'm not gonna do that do it do it i think it'll be massively open and do it and then we'll talk about it next week yeah you you turn your phone off at night don't you i turn it on airplane mode yeah do you yeah i can do that i'd feel like cut off from the world if I did that I have to to sleep I think otherwise I'll just if I get a notification I'll check it the antisocial social media podcast is social media a competition yeah I think people are addicted to followers if mm. I'm yeah honest. I agree I think blue ticks people are jealous of I think followers people are jealous of I think companies who are wanting to promote their products or whatever will look at followers and interaction yeah. of a specific person so I think con- consistently people are just trying to get more more interaction. But so many people are buying it now, which is mm. it's just madness. Like I know so many people that buy likes and buy followers and things yeah. like that. And it's almost like false advertising because they're getting sent all this stuff from these brands and they're buying them. And it's like, what? Like, what's, what was the point in that? Yeah. I guess it's, all, it's all fake. Mm. Well, a lot of it is. A lot of it's fake. That's the thing. But then people, as you say, it's still a competition. You mm. still do look at someone else that's doing a similar job to you or similar in a similar position in their career as you and they might have 10,000 more followers than you and you're like, I'm not doing as well. Do you compare yourself like that? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I, yeah, all the time, especially when I was on the show as well, we were all in this same situation, like, okay, we've all got to live shows, like, we're here, that's when you get your blue ticks and it's like, oh, you've got more followers than me or I've got less than you, like, whatever. And Mm. it's, it does become the competition between everybody that was there. Really? And Did that, that almost become like an indicator as who's going to do best in the competition, do you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Really? I really do. And it's like, but at the same time, like the Raxu boys who run, who won it in my year, Miles had like double the followers of the rest of his group. Mm. Oh, because mm. he was just so good looking. Mm. And then you go, well, I don't know then. Are, the, are they going to get votes based on that? Or are they going to get votes based on the, the fact that they're good? And they got mm. them be- because they were great. But, yeah, people were like, oh, well, he's got more followers because he's got a nice jawline. That's mm. savage. And that, it is, it, massively. But I guess that's the thing that it is a visual app, isn't it, Instagram? <clears throat> so, like, it is, like, it's that kind of thing. Like, if Instagram is all about visuals, people are going to, I guess, gravitate to people that they think look nicer or things mm. like that, which is sad. Yeah, it is. But it is true, isn't it? That is just what people do. What are your best experiences of social media? I love... I love that they're archived yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. there so you can, go, you can yeah. go back and you can just be like, oh, I remember that in September. I'd like, I'd have forgot. I have a rubbish memory. It's like I'd forget everything if I didn't go back through my social media here and there 
just to see, oh yeah, I did that. Oh, that's sweet. And I, I can look back through my Instagram and that's that's kind of the best thing about it for me. I much prefer Insta stories to like main posts because that's a lot more like real. It's more pressure. Yeah. I yeah. think. Because yeah. Insta stories, you don't, no one can see how many views only yeah, yeah. you can see that. Like if they took away that everyone could see the likes, people would post so much more different yeah. stuff than what they do. And they, they would post more often, I yeah. think. I'm always like, okay, I can't post another selfie because I've just posted one. Mm-hmm. And like I might not get as many likes. Yes. I can't post twice in a day because people go, I've already liked her post today. Mm. So like, yeah, definitely. If you took away the likes, I think there'd be so much less pressure. Mm. Or like just only you could see the likes yeah. or something like that. that, that I think that would be way healthier. Mm. But... Mm-hmm. They're obviously never going to do that because as we said before social media is a competition in a way yeah so yeah but what, what's your best experience been on social media Grace? Um, for me getting my music out there so like when I did my first audition for the show I sang one of my own songs and within like two weeks it had 20 million views on wow. Facebook and I was like okay that's the song that I have written as like a person singing at weddings and like working in a warehouse just to support that Mm. and like I wrote it by myself in my living room and then suddenly it's reached this massive audience of 20 million people and I was like I would never have got that without Mm. social media Mm. and that was incredible for me but then it also has like really bad parts yeah. yeah but that is a great that is a really good career, thing about yeah. it it can it's, yeah not even just career but just to be able to reach, reach that many people yeah, yeah. in whatever way like different as in people can hear that song different ages yeah. like it's incredible it's changed the way we communicate it's mental yeah because mm. you'd have to tour around to, for you to to have sang in front of 20 million people hundred years ago. You still be doing it now. I would still be doing it. Do you know what I mean? There's no chance. There's no, like, that that yeah. just wouldn't even happen. Even 10 years ago, 20 million or whatever, like, yeah, TV had higher viewing figures, but it was never quite like 20 million really. No. Like, whereas that, like, that could just keep growing as well. That could end up as like 100 million. Like, as in, like, it can mm-hmm. just keep reaching people because it's still there and it's still accessible for people. Mm. So it's great. Like, social media is great for things like that. There's definitely huge positives. And Charlie, um, what's your best experience? My best experience, I think it's just having banter with my friends and trends and like funny memes. Like that's like my favourite. <laughs> yeah. Like Memes are good. That's all I use Facebook for now. What about your worst experiences of social media? Middle-aged, creepy old men who found out my address and... Oh my God. Yeah, I've I've kind of had it, not all, but you know, a lot. Um, so there's How did that. you know they'd found out your address? I can't, I got a message basically from, um, it was when I lived in Hertfordshire. I got a message from one of our fans and... Um, me and my housemate lived together and um, she was also a singer and one of our fans kind of messaged me and was like, "Um, just a question, like, do you live in such a such a courtyard? And I was like, sorry, because he got it right. And he was like, well, I'd just seen that um, you live in Hartford because um, you left your um, location on, on your Twitter. And... I saw that you lived in, near a Sainsbury's and then once when it was really windy and your bins were blowing around your courtyard, um, your friend put a video on Instagram and he was like, so I just kind of fi- like figured out where it was. So he's like, oh I, I saw that your car was here. So like, oh. I know which house it is. And I was like, oh. mm. like that's, Shit. what do you do? What mm. do you say? Um, so I just kind of went, well, that's not cool. Mm. Like, it's really not cool. Um, 
And then it's also like falling asleep on a train and like someone taking a picture of you and going, I've just seen Grace Davis asleep on the train. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's the most unattractive picture. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but just like the, it's everything that you just go, you wouldn't do that to someone in person, but you can do so much behind a keyboard. Mm. Mm. Yeah, That's terrifying so that somebody knew you address and you didn't know who they were. Oh, I know. Terrifying. Because then you're like, have they been watching me? Yeah. yeah. What if I've been like completely butt naked? Yeah. <laughs> I draw <in> my curtains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're there with their phone out. <laughs> Awful. Uh, what do you think needs to change online in order to make things better, make things safer, make things just happier, really, for people? That's really hard. I think there's a lot somebody can do but I don't think people are aware of it like if you go in your privacy settings you can proper sort it out but like I don't think people are very aware about it like That's you can private, you can make your Insta private but then who why would you want to do that because yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I think it's just being mindful of what you post um, yeah over, where... oversharing is something that I've kind of had to learn not to do like when I first moved into my flat I was like oh my god I've got a balcony look at this view and then people go oh my god I know where that is Mm. and I'm like oh okay I need to delete that and stop doing that yeah Mm. and people need to learn that it's oversharing is really scary Mm. yeah for sure but it should almost come with when you like download Instagram and stuff like that because what if like a kid it's all what if like a kid's sharing where they live or whatever you don't know what weirdos are watching that and like Kids have phone at like the age of eight now, eight or nine. They we went on holiday and there were like two-year-olds sat there at the tables with iPads, yeah. all, all just so they'd shut up and eat their food. And it's like mental how they can like, they know how to use it. Oh, like, yeah. It's mm. crazy. Yeah, my nieces know how to use all of that. Like they're straight into it, straight into, oh, yeah, this app, this, this, this. Like yeah. this is YouTube. Your, they, re- yeah. they memorize your passcode. And you're like, oh, I'm like, what? Put that down. But um, yeah, well, it almost should come with like a... Is it any different if you're under a certain age or do people just have to lie about their age to get on it? I don't, I've never been underage on Instagram. So this is actually something that I was talking to a couple of my fans about the other day. They were like, Grace, my Twitter's been deleted. And I was like, well, why? And they're like, oh, because when I actually joined Twitter, I lied about my age and said that I was 13. Mm. And now, like, years later, they're like, what, like 16? And their Twitter's been deleted because... Twitter's they found, they've tried to change their age back to what it actually is. Mm. And Twitter's just gone, nah. And that's scary. Like, if you are not old enough to have social media, don't lie. Just mm. don't have it. Mm. My parents never let me have Facebook or anything until I was 16. Me too. And I, I felt at the time all my friends had Facebook and I just felt really left out. But actually looking back on it, I think it kind of saved me in a way. Yeah, mm. it was the best thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think you've got a really good point that they should do something with the privacy settings that yeah. is more clear. Yeah. And even for like anyone at any age, you've proper got a dig for the settings. Like it's not, do you know what I mean? It's not. They don't make make it accessible. No, no. and then you start to wonder. Um, okay, I just googled this like phone case, and then suddenly it's being advertised <gasps> on Instagram. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, all the yeah. time, yeah. all the time now. More so, like it's getting more and more. The antisocial social media podcast. So Grace, you came runner up on X Factor, one of the biggest shows on telly. Uh, how did your social media grow off the back of 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 that? I mean, it kind of it's the show does it really. Mm. I mean, I I think obviously I've got to do something. Um, but the the show does it. Like you said, it's one of the biggest shows, and a lot of people tune in on a Saturday night. They'll get a takeaway and they'll go, "Who's that? I'll follow her." And so I went from having like a thousand followers. I'd been kind of self employed for about five years, doing weddings, writing music, doing every pub gig possible. So I'd been trying to grow it myself. 
But definitely overnight, it went from like a thousand to like one hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Wow, really? And it was like you know, massive. And that's really hard to get used to mm. because you're like, okay, suddenly I've got all these people and I've got to change my attitude and it's it's really difficult. Yeah, I bet it just makes you question everything you post more. Yeah, like, I bet. Surely. And like, how, how much did your social media usage increase during that time? So, so much. Mm. I, I mean, I turned off all my notifications because mm. I remember watching the first episode with my sister and my phone was like, straight away. And instantly I felt I've got to reply to all of these people and I had like thousands of tweets and Instagram messages and like even now it just goes 99 plus requests in my DMs on Instagram because I'm like I can't physically reply to all these people Mm. um but I feel I felt like I had to and so yeah I was completely on my phone the next day after my episode had been aired I just sat by my phone all day replying to people like thank you thank you thank you because you want to you want to thank people because your life has just changed overnight um, and you want to be like, oh my God, this is literally everything that I've ever wanted. Like my original songs for me as a songwriter as well. I was like, wow, and people, people being so nice as well. So nice. I mean, you're obviously always going to get people, like, she can't sing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> that voice, I always hear it whenever he's exactly that. <laughs> that is exactly how every negative person sounds, Absolutely. isn't it? 100%. Yeah. She can't sing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the same time, you want to be like, wow, thank you for voting. Thank you for watching. Um, and it's hard to get back to everyone, but you feel like you have to, and so there you just sit by your phone. Mm. It's weird. But mm. did you feel like that took away like the celebrating with your family or, or whatever kind yeah. of? Because you're just there, you're on your phone. Like, I've had it in times. I mean, I've never had anything to the scale of X Factor, but I was on a Channel Five <laughs> show chatting about animals. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets of this. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was on a Channel 5 show chatting about animals. You want to check it out. Um, and basically, like, I was with my parents watching it, but I also was, like, just had my phone there because I was getting, like, people that were watching yeah, it yeah. messaging me, like, hey, like, big fan, love this, love that. Um, it's like that when, you, when you're on the radio and you get, like, three, three people messaging. You're like, oh, my God, yes. there's someone listening. <laughs> but it's just weird. Like, I, I felt like I should be here enjoying this with them more. But I was like, I'm also going to keep checking my phone because I want to see, yeah. see how many followers I've got. It gives you a buzz as I well. Like a few, like, I only got like a couple of hundred more, but like, it did boost like that night from being on that, from having my full name on the telly. Is it? Oh, God, yeah, a few did hundred, they, yeah. They, oh, she's uh, going to be want to be hitting up yeah. the producer now, isn't <laughs> <Right>. it? <laughs> Grace, do you feel more pressure to look good now with the growth of your following? Yeah, that's, it's a very like, sensitive subject for me because when I came off the show, I kind of realised that I had this massive following and like the the pressure to do well I guess you've come off a show like X Factor and everyone goes oh well you know like not that many people do well off that show and like you know you're just gonna get lost into the whole X Factor void or whatever and that scared me and also like locking myself in a studio and just writing music and kind of delving into my emotions and like the, the fact that my life had changed affected me mentally massively and like I ended up putting four stone on in 2018 in a whole year four stone and now I'm at this position where I'm like I'm about to release and I'm like four stone heavier and even on the show I got called the chubby one so I'm like well what what do I look like now why do you think that matters to you because I don't look like every other pop star and and there's a part of me that's like I want to be that mega trainer like love yourself I've got curves and like so many people do I am the average size for a woman in the UK Mm. But yeah, I walk into Topshop and you've got like mannequins that are size eight and 
Like, that's great. If you are skinny, I'm amazing. I would love to look like that. But I don't. And I wish that I was happy with that, but I'm not. And mm. I'm, I will be very honest to my fans as well. Like, it's a struggle. You see Demi Lovato, she's gone through anorexia and mm. all of those things. And it is a thing because social media and everything like that makes you feel that way. Mm. Mm. Makes you look around at everything else that's out there and think, oh, I can't compare to that person because they'll get... As you said earlier, Miles got more followers in Raksu than the others because he looked good or whatever. But then obviously for a girl, it's like multiplied by how many more times, like comparison-wise, mm. do you know what I mean? That there's all these pop stars now, they all just have flawless skin, like, walk, like wearing like a bra yeah, in their music yeah. videos. And, and I know like that. that that's never going to be me. But at the same time, I feel like, well, maybe I should look like that. Yeah. And maybe I should be able to have a bra on stage. Mm. But I can't. Because when I was singing on The X Factor... People were taking screenshots of my rolls sticking out If I, when I had like a tiny bit of my midriff showing. They're like, that girl should not be wearing that top. Oh, awful. Uh, so like, yeah. People can wear whatever they want to wear. Like if you yeah. feel happy wearing something, wear it. Like it yeah. should not It's just matter. becoming this, this, this thing of people judging consistently on how people look and what you're doing and where you are and your lifestyle and I don't know. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's so false. It's annoying. Yeah, it's it's... It's sad, really, because, like, I'm 22 and I haven't worn a dress or a skirt since I was 18 because, mm. like, I got told that my legs were big and, like, I I don't suit mini skirts and I can't wear heels. I'm 5'10", I'm quite tall. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't do that stuff. But, yeah, I feel like I stick out like a sore thumb mm. because I don't. It's weird. I know what you mean. Like, I, as I said earlier, I've had weight issues in the past and it is it, it, it always stays with you because, like, as a kid, I grew up and I got picked on for being fat, I got picked up. I had like a long emo fringe that I used to straighten. Oh, didn't we all though, Sam? <laughs> yeah, but mine was the Justin terrible. Bieber flick. <laughs> yeah. no, but I used to cook by myself as well. It was like, <laughs> atrocious. Oh, no. It was like in stages almost, like over one eye, and I dyed it like purple, blonde, oh, dyed it all wonderful. sorts of colours. Back in back in like year the ten. Phase. Yeah, about 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 nine years ago, whatever. But um, yeah, like pictures of me now, I do throwbacks to them sometimes. So I just find it... F- they I are just, funny. They, they are funny. Like the pictures of me, I, just, I don't... I, I you li- don't feel like the same look person. Like, no, you look like a different person. But I still... like It's weird. Like, I don't feel like the same person as that anymore either. But like also, when I see the pictures of me, I'm like, people give me such a rough time. I'm, yeah. I don't look that bad at all. Like I'm wearing a nice t-shirt. I'm wearing... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, my hair is outrageous, but everyone's was. That was the face. Like, do you know what I mean? Everyone used to... That everyone went through a little bit of an emo. I listened to Panic at the Disco. I feel bad sometimes when I do my throwbacks. I'm like, you know what? I'm sort of laughing at myself here, but like that's also not very nice to anyone that does have those issues. Yeah, but it's almost yeah. like you're laughing at it because you feel like that's a way you shouldn't look. Maybe. Yeah, or, maybe. And, you yeah. know, and it's like. But it is though. Like, as in, like, when I do look at it, I'm like, I should. I should like, I did look stupid, but as in, like, I guess everyone does throwbacks to when, yeah, when ten they, years yeah, ago yeah. that everyone looked weird everyone was everyone went through the teens and but like, kids are mean yeah i'm ginger naturally and like i got picked on so bad mm. for having red hair like what can you do about that that's weird isn't it there's nothing literally nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. like what, <laughs> and then here i am 22 years old i've not had ginger hair in like five years mm. because i feel like i just got picked on so badly mm. that i don't want to look like that anymore and yeah. That's really sad. Yeah, yeah it is. It I is tell you sad. what, Jess Glynn owns her ginger hair. Oh, she does. Amazing. Florence the Machine. Yes. Yes. they've got it going on. Yeah, that's very true. Love Florence. The Florence. <laughs> love, love I a do. Bit of, Absolutely love Flo. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. My point with that anyway was that I might take the take the mick out of how I used to look and stuff like that. But still, now I don't like being topless. 
Like I still think of, I still think, oh, I'm chubby there, I'm chubby there, got no definition, got no, like I feel like almost everyone would pick themselves apart. Like I've got mates that have got like slim toned bodies that are like, oh, I look chubby this day or oh no, don't put that on. I See, look. it's the opposite for me. I I hate I hate it because I I can't put on weight and like every every time I say this, they were like, oh my god, I wish I was like that. But like when you're actually like you're like super skinny, you cannot put on weight. Anytime you're sad or whatever, and you don't eat, it drops off you mm. to the yeah. point where you look like I've I've looked like I, last year, year before, I dropped to five and a half stone. Mm. I feel like a lot of. Um, bigger, curvier girls kind of go, oh, it must be so hard for you because you're skinny. Yeah. But people forget that things like that actually do happen. Mm. Like, that's why I'm always like, if you are that size, like, great. Because I know that other people are having issues as well. Like, not everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, almost I don't everyone. think anyone's actually no. that happy. No, 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 no. Of, and also, social media definitely impacts that. Oh, my word. Because so you compare much. yourself, as we were just saying then, like, you compare yourself to girls that might have a bit more weight on them. Mm. You compare yourself to girls that might have a little bit less. I compare myself to guys that have more tonage, have actual, like, strong arms. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we all yeah. do it. And it's just, it's so stupid because we should all just be happy with how we are and, like, just work to be our best selves. But it's hard when you see. Yeah you constantly have this in your face i've actually started following like transformation pages and like people that are there to like inspire mm. and just be like you can do this yeah. like let's be healthy it's not about like let's have the best bum in the world it's like look after your body yeah mm. and like love it give it love because yeah. like you will never look like that person or that person or that person you will look like you but you will look like the best version of you if you just work hard at it. Yeah. So, Grace, how was your time on The X Factor as a whole? Um, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard, like, because you've gone from being a nobody into the public eye and then suddenly everyone's critiquing you and, like, I got it all the time, like, oh, here we go, Grace Davis singing another song about her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's what I'm good at. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> but... At the same time, I would never have had another platform where I could sing to millions of people every week with, like, a band behind me, all this production, like, singing my own songs and, like, bloody Simon Cowell going, well, that was great, Grace. Like, yeah. and then signing me and, like, things like that. It's it's so amazing. So, I mean, it definitely had its ups and downs. I personally found it really hard to deal with the press um, and just like my personal life being in the public eye because you forget that that comes along with it and like you're not just you as a singer or an artist you are like this person yeah and yeah I found that really hard but it was great I mean I would go back and change some things but at the same time I'm also really happy with how it turned out and the result I got from Mm. it like I have an amazing fan base I have a great label that of chosen to sign me up for some reason that I still don't know quite why. Um, <laughs> it's obvious why. You are incredible, Grace. Honestly, you shouldn't thanks. you shouldn't play that down. You are amazingly talented in like singing and writing because you wrote all your own songs while you were on the show, yeah. which had never really been done before. No, I hadn't. Like people had done it here and there or maybe on BGT or whatever, but you did it like almost week in, week out. Yeah. Which is just a thousand times more harder work than learning the words yeah. to I got new rules, I can. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, like you actually like did it like you yeah I just wanted to go in there as like me and I was like this is the artist that I want I want to be and like I didn't want to be pushed into this box of yeah definitely I think that's why you did so well though because I think people saw that yeah I mean I hope so Mm. um I still 
kind of go back to reading tweets and I think about it in my head like, oh, this person didn't like me. That I have such a problem with people not liking me. Mm, me too. I, re- that really affects me mm. because I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah, yeah. You don't know I've me. And I'm, wrong. I'm quite nice, mm. I think. <laughs> um, and I can be silly and I can say stupid things and I shouldn't, but I'm quite a nice person. Mm. And... I hate people not liking me. And that is like all over social media. Someone will make their mind up about you so quickly. Yeah. And you you can't do anything to change it. No. And you focus on that way more than you focus on the hundred nice people. Yeah. That say, you're amazing. I'm like, thanks, mate. And then like, one person says like, oh, this presenter's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but why, mate? Crying yourself to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. underscore 98. What did I do? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, it's, it's true though, because I will always respond to negative tweets or things even in my DM requests. If I have to scroll through, I'll be going through all of these messages going, I love you, Grace. You're amazing. You have the best voice, things like that. And then there'll be one beep person Mm -hmm. that will say something so nasty and i have to respond because i'm like why do you think that and thanks for telling me because you've really just made my day Mm. Mm. and it why do we focus on that Mm. accept Mm. the positives but we can't no it's it's, it's like a defense mechanism isn't it you're always like i need to sort this person out for being a beep yeah. So like you feel, and also because you know who you are and you know you're a nice person. If somebody yeah. sort of makes a, comes to a conclusion about you that isn't true, mm. it's naturally gonna it's gonna trigger you. It's gonna piss you off for sure. Beep. For sure, beep you off. I'll get my beep. I'll get my uh... yeah. Charlie, Charlie swears a lot. So like last week we were like, right, make sure you beep out <laughs> anything that's like stronger than like shit. Like I think it needs to be beeped because yeah, yeah. she was there like. <laughs> I was like, bleep that out. Um, so, I've been very good today. You have been, actually. Well done. Yeah. I have as well. I'm proud of myself. So just one more thing about the about the show. Like, as you were saying earlier, like people always say to you, oh, you'll fall into like the X Factor void afterwards and things like that. Yeah. What's it like when you leave the show? Like, You don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but like, when you leave the show, do you... Because obviously while you're there, you have your mentor, mm-hmm. you have people that look out for you, all that sort of stuff. Does that carry on or is it just almost no. like, there you go. No, and that is one thing that I will happily say needs to be done. Mm. When we were on the show, we had someone that lived with us that was like, if you have, kind of like a counsellor, I guess. But as soon as you come off, gone, 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 gone. And that's what kind of like Love Island, they sort of sorted that out, I think, this this year they mm-hmm. got like a few weeks after if you needed someone there would be someone there and i think this the same should be with x factor because Definitely. you've gone from like being this mega superstar for weeks where you've got your makeup team you've got your hair team you've got your teeth whitened yeah. you're having facials every week you're living in this mansion with all of these people and then i mean obviously i got signed after the show so i kind of knew that there was something in store for me and this was very exciting but at the same time I went back to my house in Hartford and I literally like sat in my bedroom for like two days and I just didn't leave. And I was like, this is so depressing mm. because you've gone from this like glitz and glamour to just nothing. And it literally makes you feel depressed. Mm. Definitely. How people would cope with that, especially now that they've like the age now is like 14, you can go on there. I found it so hard just being on the show. How mm. old were you on the show? I was 20. Wow. Mm. Okay. And I shared a bedroom with two 16 year old girls. And I was like, I could not go through this experience at your age. Mm. I just couldn't. And at 14, yeah. what is that? Yeah, it's true. So young. It's so young. It's To be ridiculous. making them decisions as well and all that sort of stuff after the show, like to just 
to be almost loose, just you. Like you're a 16 year old now, you've got this huge following, you've got people that can say anything they want or send you anything you want mm. online. It scares me because mm. I, I barely made it through. Like I was just like crying all the time. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite a crier, but still like these 16 year olds, I was like, how are you doing this? Because mm. I, I couldn't, not that age. No chance, could you? No. No, I was still wearing vests at 16, probably. <laughs> Didn't have any tits. <laughs> yeah. What? Where's the relevance? I love it. <laughs> the Antisocial Social Media Podcast. Okay, let's round it up with mm. Grace. What tips would you give to somebody who's in their teens and they might look up to you um, and what you post online and how to keep themselves in a healthy headspace and um, yeah, healthy Don't online. pay attention to me because I'm a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, I, I mean, I talk to my fans a lot on Instagram Live and I talk about these kind of things and I always say to them, like, make the changes that you want to make. Do whatever's in your control. If there's something that you really don't like, you can change it. But you have to learn that that is the way you look mm. and that you're not going to be another person. You can't click your fingers. You're not going to have another life. Like, that is you. Mm-hmm. And you've got to deal with it and you've got to learn to love it. Yeah. And, like, I've kind of realised that probably over the past six months. Just, like, this is the way I look. This is the way I sound. This is what I'm doing. And that's me. And, like, I have a following and people yeah. love me for who I am and therefore I should as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. if that many people are paying attention to what I do, maybe I should be paying attention to that and like mm-hmm. just focusing on that rather than focusing on trying to be someone else. Yeah. I think it gets better with age, weirdly. Like, yeah, feel, it does. I feel like the last couple of years I've felt more sort of comfortable with myself. Oh, God, definitely. Like, your teenage years are horrible, aren't they? Mm. Like, let's be honest, let's call it as it is. Like, it's awful. Like, kids yeah. are mean. And when you're young and you, I can't imagine being young now and looking at social media and seeing all these people that are older than me looking great. And wanting to be like them because like even I mean for us it was like people on telly but you don't see them as much no like most of it was like comparing yourself to the good looking kid in your year or you know what I mean like the kid that plays sports in your year or whatever whereas it's now must, yeah, it's, it must be it's, a lot harder. you're just looking so far up mm. and you're probably just totally losing yourself and almost becoming this thing to, to be on your phone yeah so it's just yeah is there any things that you do online that you think are quite fun and quite positive that people could also like not not that you post specifically but like videos that you watch that make you laugh or anything like that i just talk to people like i i talk so much shit am i allowed to say shit yeah yeah go for <laughs> I chat it. shit um, <laughs> but like i always i will always go on instagram live and just talk to my friends and be real with them and, mm-hmm. and be like this is going on in the world or this has gone on in my day and like this is what happened to me today and it was really bad and like i will i won't hide the bad parts mm. i think that's so important as well Refreshing. I feel like there's a massive stigma attached to people who post negatively sometimes and, like, there shouldn't be because it's so important that, like, everybody has a shit day and it's okay to talk about having a Mm -hmm. shit day because nobody has a great day every day. And I think social media, like, paints a really false picture. 100%. Especially, yeah, because you you can choose what you put up. So you just paint a picture of your positive parts and then people think that you should be positive all the time when actually that's so false. Yeah, you look at like some artists' Instagrams and things like that and they have the most incredibly like amazing photos taken by professional photographers and it's all like them performing on stage or them like getting ready and things like that and it all looks beautiful. Then you have people like Anne-Marie who tweets, I've just had a poo and it was green. Yeah. Mm. Or like 
my period pains are really bad today. And all of these people are like, I so relate to you. Yeah. Mm. And that's like so important. She doesn't filter anything no. out. Love Anne like, Marie. Yeah. She is amazing. I rate that. I rate yeah. that big time. Uh, like when you read things like that, it just makes them so much more human and so much yeah. more relatable. And it's just, it is excellent. We need more of that for sure. Positivity. And just more as what you're doing, Grace, as well with the live streams and things like that and telling people all parts of your day. I think that's absolutely excellent. Thanks. So yeah, well done, well done for that. And that's that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Yay! We did it, guys. Well did Thank you, you did you press record, Sam? <gasps> Stop. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> He's a professional. A pro. God. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming in, Grace. Thank you for having me. No, you're very, very, very welcome. Nice. You're very welcome. And stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> for next week. Thank you, Purcell, for sponsoring this. <laughs> Not right. again. But yeah, right. that's it. That's it. Bye. The Anti Social Social Media Podcast.